This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, the senior pastor of Metamorphosis Christian Center, Pastor Fumi Ashaolu. Remain blessed as you listen. Amen. Father, we thank you for showing us your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. We are here only because of your great love over our lives, O oh God. Thank you, our God. Thank you, our Redeemer. Thank you, our great God. Thank you for your huge love. Thank you, Lord. That song says, I needed to be clothed, to be clothed and fashioned to your taste. And what the Lord has found befitting to clothe us with is his righteousness. The righteousness that the Lord Jesus gave to us. The word of the Lord says, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Father, thank you for clothing us. Thank you because every time we say, in the name of Jesus, you look beyond us. You look past us. You see the blood. You see Jesus. You see that righteousness of Jesus upon us. Father, we thank you for the great love that you have shown and you consistently show to us. We bless you, our Father. Thank you, Lord. For we are prayed in the name of Jesus. We bow our hearts this morning and Lord, we ask that you, the entrance of your word will bring illumination. It will bring enlightenment. It will bring deliverance. It will bring liberty. It will bring freedom from the shackles of sin and death. It will bring freedom from philosophies of men that have held us bound that have not profited our lives. It will bring us into the liberty that exists in you. In the name of Jesus, where we can live our lives, O oh God, fully reflecting you, not held back and bound by any kind of limitation. In the name of Jesus, help us to come alive yet again, even as your word is declared over our lives this morning. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Please have your seats and say welcome to somebody. Uh, you're welcome, my brother. Bro <laughs> You're welcome. Good to have you join us this morning. Yeah, you're welcome. God bless you. So have you greeted somebody by your left or by your right? Tell the person, I'm glad you are in church this morning. Glad to have you here. Amen. Amen. Um, all right, so I'll continue where we stopped last week. We started looking at... Um, Believers and the angels of the Lord. We started looking at that last week and we're going to just go ahead uh, into, go ahead with that. We'll just move deeper into that this morning. A little recap. We said angels are messengers of God. Amen. They are messengers of God and they are in our world. And we know that God does not do anything, you know, for nothing's sake. He doesn't do just anything and there is no purpose. Our God is a very intentional God. And so, if he has populated our world with angels, then there are things that these angels are meant to accompany, accomplish. There are things they are supposed to do in our world and in our lives. Amen. And, um, you know, part of what we said last week is you want to ask yourself, if I don't know about, um, you know, if I don't have the knowledge of angels, what do I lose? If I do... What do I gain? And I mentioned two things to Ross. I said, one, when you start discussing, when you start talking, when you start looking at the topic of angels, then you begin to see more of their activities around you. Amen. Suddenly, you have eyes to see, to see their operations, to see their activities. And when you see, you can actually collaborate more with them. Amen. You can collaborate more. You can achieve more with them in your life, Sam. 34 verse 7 says to us that the angels of the Lord, they encamp around those that are believers, those that fear the Lord. If you fear the Lord, then you have angels around you. You have the angels of God around you. Amen. Okay, so this morning I want to, before I go into what we have for today, um, I'd like to look quickly at what they do. What angels do. Of course, some of these things, some of us know. I want to just bring to your remembrance again. And then we'll go on, go on into how do you activate, quote and unquote. How do you activate angels? 
How do you get angels to work for you? How do you get them to, how do you get to cooperate with them? Psalm 37 and 34, verse 7, say they are around you. Say they are around me. It says, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. The angels do what? Delivers them. So angels bring protection to us. I just want to touch a bit on some of the things they do before we begin to look at um, how do you get the most out of them. And you know, when we get into how to get the most out of them, several things will come, will, will be tied up together for you. Several things will make a lot of sense to you. You know, it was just uh, exciting for me going through this study and I'm realizing something for the very first time. So, Psalm 37, 34, verse 7 says, They encamp around all those who fear him and they deliver him. So, angels bring protection to believers. They protect us, they bring protection to us. They are not just around us for decoration. I said last week how I was involved in an accident and I mentioned who again was involved in an accident. And we knew that it was the angel of the Lord that came those two times to go get our people. Not that someone, you are in the hospital and they are saying for days, we've not been able, or maybe they'll wait for the person to come around first. And maybe your, your people will be panicking at home. God forbid, you, know, might want, you might want to ask me, how, where were they? How did you even get involved in the accident? They were supposed to protect you, so what happened? Why did you get involved in the accident in the first place before they now swung into action to say they are helping out? Now, I was coming from school, and um, we should just watch what we say. Our words are powerful. I know some people don't, some people are careless with their words. We shouldn't be careless with our words. And when you, when you also, when we go into, um, when we go deeper into the, um, what we have for today, you understand why you need to declare what God has said about you. Amen. I was coming from school and um, I just said very carelessly. I said, I, I, I would want to, you know, I would want to, I don't know how I said it, but something like I want to be involved in some, I don't know if I said accident specifically, to see the saving grace of God. That was what I said in that, in that vehicle. And people with me that were traveling together were like, Afumi, don't say that. We're coming from university, coming to Lagos. Afumi, don't say that. And, you know, but I said it. And so when it happened, I remember, because truly I experienced the saving grace of God. Now, you don't need to go through an accident to experience the saving grace of God. Amen. You don't need to, but that was what I said in, in that, on that particular trip in the vehicle. And I truly experienced this, because I, that is a story for another day, I wouldn't want to say it, but from beginning to the end of how, you know, I got hit, how, you know, I found myself in the hospital, what transpired months and months afterwards, I can definitely say, you know, you know that accident became a turning point in my life. It became a reference point, actually, of God's love, because through it, the Lord saved me from several other things. Now, you don't need accident happening to you for God to save you from things, okay? But fine, it went that route for me. And I truly came to understand the saving grace of God. But we don't need, but we should be careful with the words that we speak. So, very, number one, they protect believers. Another thing they do is that they protect even unbelievers. We read that last week, Hebrews 1.14, media. Is there um, holiday declared or something? Hebrews 1.14, talk about, thank you very much, media team. It says, but angels are only servants. They are spirits sent from God to care for those who will receive salvation. So angels are around people that are not even believers. Amen. So they protect believers. We've seen in Psalm 34, verse 7. We've seen that they also are around those that are not even believers yet. And when they become believers, angels also attend to them. They said they are spirits sent from God to care for those who will receive salvation. So they protect unbelievers also. And that is why I want to encourage you, pray for those that are unbelievers around you. Pray for family members. Pray for friends. Amen. When we go out on outreaches and evangelism, pray for people. You've met with someone on an, evangel um, on an outreach, um, you know, um, um, on an outreach, don't forget them. Take them to the Lord in prayer. Pray. Because there are angels around them that are pushing them, that will, you know, push them in this direction, encourage them to do this and that until they line up with the plans and purpose for their lives. 
So your prayers are not going unnoticed or unanswered because their angels are sending to them to bring them to God. Amen. This same Hebrews 1.14, we can see here that these angels, they minister to us. They minister for us. They, the, the, the scripture says here, they are spirits sent from God to care for us. Amen. They care for us. They do things for us. They help us out. They are God's servants for you. Amen. They are God's servants to take care of you, to do things for you. Things that God wants to do in your life, they are sent to do it. And they do several things. They bring messages from God to us. Amen. At times we've read in the scriptures, you see um, the, the father of Jesus in Matthew 1.20. Then Matthew 2, verse 13, if I'm correct. The angel of the Lord appeared to him those two times in his dream. And he brought him message from God. They are messengers of God. They bring things from God to us. They open our understanding. When you, know, you, you, you are asleep, you are um, you know, um, a bit unconscious, open your understanding and give you instructions. Thank God that Joseph, when he woke up, did not discard what he heard because it was a matter of life and death. So they bring messages to us from the Lord. They, care, they do too many things that you don't even know. They bring messages at times that you don't even know they brought it. You will just think in your mind that, you know, some people will say, something told me, you know, maybe it was the Holy Spirit, maybe it was my mind I did not even know. You just get whispered to, and a knowing just comes into your heart that this is the next thing I should do. This is what I should do. Angels bring messages from us, from the Lord to us. They bring us instructions. Amen. So they minister for believers. They minister for us. They care for us. They attend unto us. Amen. Then they worship God. That is a strong part of what angels do. They worship God. Isaiah 6. We will see from one to three, you know, where you have the worship of God going on, angels are involved. That is all they are, they are, they are made for, to worship God, to bow, to, to give glory to God. They worship God. That's, that's part of what they do. Everywhere you see them, you see them bowing and worshiping and honoring God and all. So that is part of what they do, a strong part, actually, of what they do. Can we have Psalm 89 verse 5? The NLC version, please. Psalm 89, verse 5. They worship God. Amen. It says, all heaven will praise your miracles. Your miracles, Lord. Myriads of angels will praise you for your faithfulness. These angels, this company of angels, they worship the Lord. That is what they are made for. They worship God. They honor God. They praise God. They worship God. And so anywhere you find worship going on, you see angels in there. That is why it's not surprising that most times when worship is going on, even in a church setting, you realize that things are done. Amen. Things are done. They are, they, you, you, a, a conducive atmosphere is created for them, and their work becomes a lot easier. When we worship God, when we put our focus upon God, when everybody is pointing at God and bowing and honoring and lifting up our hearts, Away from our problems, challenges, and the lies that the enemy has told us, we are focused upon God. You know, angels are also, that is what they do best. Focusing on God. In that place, they are in their element. element. Amen. They move around and get things done. You just see healing breaking out in that place and healing breaking out in that other place. The Lord, in the time of worship, a lot happens in the meeting. Amen. The time of worship is not a time to be distracted. The time of worship is not the time to be looking at someone that is, um, you know, maybe dancing. Somebody that is um, somebody's shoes. Somebody's a time of worship is a time of spiritual transaction. Say spiritual transaction. Time of worship, a lot is happening at that time that you don't want to lose concentration. If I if if, if I'm not the pastor of this house, you most likely will not find me at the back of any auditorium of any church meeting, rather. You don't find me at the back because I don't want to be distracted. I want to face God. People that sit at the back and they connect with God, they are doing awesome work. Amen. Honestly, I don't want to be distracted. I want to be in front. It's only because of height in class, they will say, stay at the back. Or when they want to take pictures, they say, all the people at the back, that are tall, stay at the back. And at the end of the day, you won't see us in the picture. 
always cheating and saying, go to the back. But you won't find me at the back on a normal day. I want to be in front. I want to be less as distracted, you know, not distracted at all. So in the time of worship, you see angels, they are doing what they know how to do best. Amen. Then lastly, they fight battles. They fight battles for us. They fight battles. This Psalm 89, can we see um, seven and eight of it? You know, in, in several places, you will see the Lord. We look, we've been looking at the names of God at the PCG Center, the, uh, at the Fellowship on Thursdays. We've been looking at the different names of God. And one of the things that we learned, the, the very first things that we learned about God or we learned of the names of God is that he's, the, he's called the Lord of Heaven's Armies, yes, or the Lost Lord of the Hosts. KJV will call him the Lord of the Hosts. Host there is angel armies. He's the Lord of angelic armies. He had armies that are filled with or made up of who? Angels. God has the way all of us seated here. You are God's public servant. Who are you? Who are you? God's public servant. But they are God's private servant. They walk in the private. God has you as his own host or people that he uses to accomplish the things he wants to accomplish here on earth. You know, that people can see. But then he has angels that most people don't see, but he uses. He has them as his armies. So the Lord is the Lord of angel armies. Verse 7 says, The highest angelic power stand in awe of God. That is that still talking about how much they you know, honor God, um, um, reverence God, how much they um, um, you know, worship him in awe of him. He's far more awesome than those who surround his throne. Let's see verse 8. It says, O Lord God Almighty, where is there anyone as mighty as you. Is this what I want you... Um, okay. Oh Lord God Almighty. I think that God... Okay. That God Almighty. I was trying to look at a translation that has it as Oh Lord of Hosts. I'm sure maybe in the NKJV. That's what you will have. Or the KJV. The Lord of Hosts. So God is the God of Angel Hermes. He has them. These hosts, what they do is that they fight battles. Amen. They fight battles. They get into battles on our behalf. And there are several battles that they fight on our behalf that we don't even know. That we are not even aware of. We see in, um, that, should be, that should be Joshua now. It was Joshua, I think in Joshua 5, that met with the, 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 the angel of the Lord. And the captain of the Lord host, rather. And he was saying to that captain of the Lord's host, are you for us? You remember that, that encounter, right? He said, are you for us? When battles are going on, angels are there. And what they want to ensure is the purpose of God, the intent of God. So you, when you are involved in any battle whatsoever, amen, what you need to be concerned about is, are you on the Lord's side? Because if you are, then you have help. You are not alone. Angels are available, you know, on that battle. They are with you. And at the end of the Lord, of the day, we understand that God wins always. So these are some of the things that angels do. They protect us. They care for us. They, they, they minister to us because we are believers. They, they worship God. These are some of the things they do. So when you engage in worship, guess what? Angels are engaged in that worship alongside with you. And they fight battles for us. We are not alone. They are public. Um, we are the public servants. They are the private servants. You might not see them, but they are there, doing the purpose of God, doing the intent of God. Now, um, let me just see, let's see how many we can, we can get to look at, um, looking at how to work best with angels. I'm careful to use the word activating angels, so that you don't think it is something to be turned on and off. Amen. But the best way, you know, the things that you can do, how to make, okay, title is this, making Atmosphere of my life conducive for angelic activity. Amen. Put it that way. That is much better. You know, making the atmosphere of your life conducive for the activities of angels. How do I do that? We said they are here. The Lord said to us, you know, I've released this number of angels to you. I've released that number of angels to you. The word of the Lord says to us, they are with us. 
and you want to ask yourself, this one that they are with us, what do we do with them? What are we, is there any part that we are playing in this they are being with us? Or there is no part we are playing, we should just be going on with our life. There is a lot of things that you can do to make the atmosphere of your life conducive for them to walk in. The first one is what we already started doing since last week. And that is acknowledging their presence. Just being aware of them. If you are aware of them, then you qualify yourself. Amen. You qualify yourself to, you qualify yourself to, 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 to see more of their activities in your life. Amen. When you are aware, when we talk about them, when you, you, know, you are taking a study about them right now, you are looking into the scriptures and you know, looking at things that God has done with angels. The more you talk about them like this, then you, you qualify yourself to see more of their activities in your life because you are paying attention to angels. When you pay attention, what you focus on, you, 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 see, you see more of it, you experience more of it. So that's the first thing that we are doing. And we can see that in the life of um, Samson's parents. Let's look at Judges 13. Um, you know, at some point, the angel came and gave the woman a, 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 a word or instruction. And they actually prayed and said, God, let's have more of this. Judges 13 from verse 3 says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now, therefore, please, be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. He said, For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. If you are aware that this is possible, to this happened, you will know you have faith for more of this to happen. Amen. God is still in the business of talking to his people. And he chooses to talk to us whichever way. If he chooses to send an angel to you, so let it be. But you must be in a situation where, or in a place, or you know, be trained to receive these instructions and not just you know, throw it away or discard it. The angel came to her and told her that you are going to have you know, this kind of a child. And these are, the, these are the things that you should do with this child. He brought her instructions from the Lord of what to do, that this child is a separate child. And for some of us also, the Lord still does that for us. Before a child comes, the Lord might have visited you, just say you had a dream, and somebody said to you in your dream, this. It could have been an angel of the Lord coming to you and bringing you instructions. It might be about your business. The angel of the Lord still comes, the Lord still sends them, because they are in our world, they are around you. They give instructions, they bring instructions from the Father to you. So um, the, the angel delivered this message to this woman. Then the woman told her husband everything that happened. Then verse 8 says, Then Manoah prayed to the Lord, because he wasn't with her, to the Lord and said, oh, Lord, my, oh, oh my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. Now, if you value something, you attract more of it to yourself. If you don't value it, you won't see it. We've been told that what you use or what you appreciate, he also appreciates. It gets bigger. It gets more. It expands, right? But when you discard it or when you ignore it, when you don't reckon with it, then you will, it will diminish until the point that you don't see it again. If you've been hearing the voice of God and you continue to dwell in disobedience, you know what will happen with time? you will get to a place where you will not hear the voice of God again. That's what happens. But if you value it, God has said something to you. You have had a dream. You wrote down your dream. Is that showing value or no value? That is showing what? Value. You wrote it down. You know, heaven will release more dreams to you. More instructions will come. More directions will come. Because you have shown that you value this thing. But if you show that you don't value it, you woke up and you just shook it off yourself and went about your normal day, you are not even, you know, finding out. What did the Lord say to me? Did you, recently I, I had a dream and I wrote it down. 
I wrote it down by adding her time to go over it. Let's say I had a dream on a, on a Sunday. I think it was actually, yeah, it was actually the Sunday of Upper Week. And then I wrote it down, but I had not gone back to, to read it. And then on Monday, what the Lord said to me, in that, in that dream it was, I found my mom, I, I, I didn't even see her, but I knew in that dream that my mom gave me a particular amount of money. And it was mom, and I was saying it to my elder brother, that mom gave me this, and I'm going to use part of it for a last bond something, maybe graduation clothes or something. You know, this same thing happened. It wasn't just, my mom is late. It wasn't, but the, one I, the person I consider as a mother, spiritual mother, was actually the one the Lord sent, and it was the exact amount of money that she gave to me, exact. I didn't even, and I didn't read, it was on, I think it was now like Wednesday, that I now sat down to read the dream. When I opened, and I, I said, my eyes just went big. I'm like, really? Because I, I, I knew I had that dream, and I wrote it down, but I didn't, I'd forgotten even the figure. It was something big. And I wrote it there, that my mom gave me, as in the exact amount that I wrote down was what she transferred to me. She called me, we talked and talked, and then she transferred the money. And I even shared it with some people. But, you know, I didn't know that I even had a dream on it. It was days after I went back to that book and I saw it, and I'm like, God. And truly, it became, part of it became handy for my daughter's graduation dress. As in, God is an awesome God. God is beautiful. If you are not working with him and experiencing some of these things, you are cheating yourself. And this month, let me quickly say this. I believe what the Lord would have for me, and by extension for the house, for this month of October is Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and every other thing will be added to you. For me, this is my month of everything is added. That is the way I wrote it down. For everything will not just get added. The beginning of it must be fulfilled by me. Amen. It is the month of everything added. Everything is added. I'm having addition. I'm having increase upon increase. Like we've been told, the rich, you know, it's general, what's it called? The rich will keep getting what? Richer. The people with opportunity will keep having what? More opportunities. Amen. You will think that it is the people that have fewer opportunities that more opportunities should come to. But it doesn't work like that. And you don't need to be, you can say it is unfair. You better just line up with what the word of God is saying so that you can experience what God wants you to experience. Everything is going to be added, as in more additions, increase, surplus. That is the plan of God for you this month of October. But what the Lord would have you do first is seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek the Lord and prove if God is not a faithful God. If you are not experiencing God in some of these levels, don't just throw it away and say, they will always be sharing these stories. When will I share my own? Be that, be that, be that um, um, determined. Be that determined to say, I want to share my own testimonies also. I want to experience God in this, in this way also. God is not a partial God. He said, when you esteem me lightly, I will esteem you lightly too. For if you give honor to me, if you look for me, if you value me, you will see the same thing coming into your life. You will see increase. You will see greatness. You will see promotion. You will experience the things that your heart are really longing for. Seek the Lord this month of October. And prove him if he's not a righteous or a faithful God. Seek first the kingdom of God this October. And the Lord is said to add everything to you. Amen. Alright, so he, he prayed in verse 8. And verse 9 says, And God listened to the voice of Manoah. And the angel of God came to the woman again. When you value something. When you value the operations of God in your life, when you value the word of the, even they, they had not even known at this point that this man was an angel. The next verse will say that to you, I think. He did not even know. They didn't know. And like we said last week, it's what you do to human beings that you would do to God. Your normal self. Like some people will say, when I start earning one million, then I will tie what to God? Hundred thousand. For experience has, has shown that if you cannot tithe out of 100 naira, forget ever earning 1 million and being able to give to the Lord 100,000. It's not going to be possible. My church, and I still appreciate my Glory Christian Center, still forever I will appreciate them for what they did in helping us when we were small. 
the book, I've said it several times, they did it more like um, a checkbook that they gave to us. Even students, everybody, adults and everything, I'm sure it was also to check, you know, we've had stories of people being in the ushering team and things disappearing. God forbid we don't have that in our house. Amen. Okay, so it might be to check that, but also it helps some of us. I was in school. I was in secondary school. I was in SS3 as at the time. How much was I giving aside? How much? It would have been something small. I doubt if it would even be up to five naira. But if you see the booklet they gave us, one, you even, that, book, that booklet alone, you, you, when you are going out to go and give your sight, you even feel like uh, as if you are earning money because at that time, I didn't have a checkbook. So this is like elevating you to the level of adults. You have something that your daddy and mommy too has <laughs> or have. So, the, but the money they spent in doing that book for us, it will be, it will be um, what we will, what I, for instance, paid will be nothing compared to how much they spent in giving me the whole of the booklet. All my sites that would use that booklet to give them might not have amounted up to hundred naira. <laughs> But the booklet would have cost much more than that. But one thing they did was to help us value that, um, what's it called, that injunction that obey this word of God. They put that, the value of it, they showed it that they value this thing and they taught us to value it also. What you don't value, if you don't value people, when angels come, you won't value. When God comes or God sends you emissaries, he sends you messengers, he sends you angels, he sends you his servants. The way you treat other people, and we have heard stories of people that have treated maybe husbands in a very bad way because the person came looking like a nobody going somewhere to happen. And then you, the person just chased him, or chased that away, and chased him away and later on came back to regret it. How you deal with people is the same way you would deal with God when God comes. How you value words, words that maybe you hear. Somebody tells you to study, so do this. If you are a generally obedient person, when God talks, you will be obedient and you will reap the fruits of it. Amen. So we see in this verse nine, eight and nine, the man and his wife valued God's transactions. They valued God visiting them. They valued God coming to them and they asked for more of it. Did they not get more of it? They did. They got more of it. Amen. All right, so this is just to let you know that what you, what you focus on, what you value, what you, what you talk about. Last week, I led us to say, you know, just say to the Lord, Lord, I thank you for angels in my life. You should say it. The same way we took a study and we looked at the Holy Spirit, and, we, you know, the first point of call is acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is in your life. Acknowledge that he is with you. The same way you need to know, this is the word of God. Angels are around you. I might not see them, I might not hear them, but they are around me. Acknowledge that they are around you. These messengers of God are around you. They are ministers, they are spirits, messengers of God sent to help me in my life. Amen. So I acknowledge that they are with me. I acknowledge I might not see them, but they are around. In your house, angels are around. Amen. They are around you. When you are, you know, when you are misbehaving, I pray nobody misbehaves, but even when you misbehave, they are seeing you. You know, God's eyes are everywhere around you. These messengers of God are there, and God can send them to you. Amen. Amen. So when we, when we focus on them, when we acknowledge, when we are aware of them, then we license ourselves to see more of them. Number two is declare the word of God. Now, this should um, drive home some point for some people. Declare the word of God. My mother-in-law used to say, Oroluawikwe, Oroluawikwe, Oroluawikwe means the word of God says. What is the word of God saying about your life? To activate angels or to create a conducive atmosphere for angels in your life, you need to declare the word of God. As you declare the word of God, these angels go into activity. The reason for that is very simple. And I'll say to you clearly, these angels hearken to the voice of his words. Can we see Psalm 103, verses 20 and 21? This point is a very serious point. Don't just declare what is, don't, don't say what is happening in your life. You have people that are supposed to help you in one way or the other. And the atmosphere that they need to operate in to bring that help to you is the atmosphere of the Word of God. 
The word of God is like fuel to them. The word of God is like energy to them. They don't have, you know, they, what they come here on earth to do is to complete, fulfill the agenda of heaven. Amen. The purpose of God, the will of God, what God wants is what they want to do in your life and on the earth completely. So the more you declare the word of God, you are making the atmosphere of your life conducive for them to operate in. If you keep saying what, and that is, you know, oftentimes you've been told, you know, say what God's word um, expects of you or said about you. Don't declare negative words. I hope you will you'll be able to tie meaning to that advice or counsel now. Is anybody understanding what I'm saying? That the reason why we're saying declare the word of God is word of God is catalyst. Word of God is like fertilizer. For these angels that are around you, they are poised. They are ready. They are at attention to do what? The word of God. That is what they want to act. That is what they want to act on. That is what they want to carry out. So the more you declare it, you are creating room for them to work. If they are around you and you are not declaring the word of God, but you are declaring the woes that are happening in your life, are you giving them work to do? Are you, are you licensing them to work? Are you making the atmosphere conducive for them to work in? No. Is that serving your own purpose? No. You need to declare. As you declare the words of God, you are setting the atmosphere, making it right for these angels to walk in. So, you're declaring the word of God about your life, about your situation going forward, should not be like before. It should come with a new understanding now. Right? Like, um, you know, somebody used to say, let us be in the attitude of worship or in the atmosphere of worship. Now, when you are declaring the word of God, this, you should have this new understanding at the back of your mind. They are, you, the reason why you are declaring the word of God is because of verse 20 and 21 of Psalm 103. It says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength and who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. 21 says, Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, when you see host in the Bible now, it should be connecting in your mind. Host is connected to fight and battle. Amen. Bless the Lord, all you his host. You ministers of his who do his pleasure. The pleasure of God, the will of God, is made known through his word to us. Kenneth Hagin, well, he's the first person I learned it from, so I wouldn't know if, he, if this started from him. But he said to us that the, 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 um, the will of God, he says, faith begins where the will of God is known. If you don't know the will or the pleasure of God, you will not have faith for those things that God wants to do for you. So the pleasure of God is the same thing as the will of God, and that is what these angels have come to do. So if you declare his words, you declare the will of God about your situation and about your life, you are giving them things to work upon, and they are happy to do it. Amen. Now, one thing I need to also say, you know, to just help some people here this morning, is the word of God, whether it is pastor declaring the word, or it is you declaring, in as much as it is the word of God, it is potent, it is powerful. It has the same power. Amen. I, I, I learned about um, a man of God, um, Reynard Bonke. He came, he had a program one time, and I might just stop at this number two, and then we'll pick up from, from here next week. But you really don't want to miss this, this um, what's it called, topic that we are looking at. And I want you to begin to, you know, go back to the two that you have learned during the course of the week and make sure that you work on them, practice them. Okay, so Kenneth, no, not Kenneth again. Um, Reynard Bonke had a meeting. He had posted on Webby, is that, no, not Webby, post, post what? Eh? And bills. I know it's bills. <laughs> and bills, posters around town. This man of God is coming. We're having this meeting and all that. He went to pick the man from the airport, dropped him in the hotel. Then he went back. I'm sure those were the early days of his ministry because you don't expect him to be the one going to pick ministers, you know, at some level. But he was the one that did everything, dropped him in the room, then went back to pick him later. People were, maybe worship was going on in church. He went to get the man of God from the hotel. Lo and below, behold, when he got there, the man was packing his suitcase, packing everything back. 
He said, I came to pick. He said, um, the Lord told me I'm not the one ministering. You are the one ministering. So I'm going back home. After they posted handbill everywhere, poster, everybody is seated. Worship is going on. We are just waiting for the man of God to come and mount the pulpit and let the Lord begin. This man was serious. Though. I'm sure he would have fought, at first be binding and, losing, binding and losing in his heart. That is not possible. I'm not hearing well. But this man packed him and left. He said, God told me, you are not the one preaching at this meeting. It is Renard Bonke preaching at this meeting. Not this invited me. So the man left and said, I don't want Wala with God. I beg, I'm a servant. Let me go. So he left. Renard Bonke initially, you know, like me, when my husband said I should learn how to drive. And that day that we were outside and he said he wasn't going. At first, I did Chakara. I first of all argued, you know, talked, complained, you know, said several things. After a while, I started begging. When I realized my husband was not changing his mind. <laughs> I said, carry, take this car, let's be going no more. As he was going dark and dark, and this man was not bulging. That you'll be the one to drive today. If you don't drive home, we will be on this road. We will not go home today. I first of all did Shakara, you know, rant. I said several things. I was angry. I was talking like a wife. After a while, I came down from my high horse. I started begging, sweetheart, um, Atrop, please. Please, from tomorrow, I promise you, I will start. I will start. But today, please just do it for me. Don't let me come and have accident. This road is too small. When you, you started, did you start on this small road? It's too narrow. I, when I real, Eventually, I drove home that day, but let's leave that story. So, um, for Renard Bonke, initially, he was angry with God. Angry with the man at first. Afterwards, with God. Who told him? Are you the one that told him? How could you have put me in this kind of situation? What will I go by? What do I know to say? They expect... But one thing that God said to him, that not only blessed him, blessed me, bless several people, and it's going to bless you also, is this. The Lord said to him, Renard, my word in my mouth is as powerful in my mouth as it is in your own mouth. So it's not until this man preaches. What do you want to preach? Is it not my word? Declare this word. You will see me backing it up. Declare these words. Declare the word. Angels that are, that are available to bring this word to pass, they are available. Whether you say it, or this man says it, or I say it, is the same result we're going to have. Declare the word of God. If you are trusting me, declare this word and I'll back it up with, for you. And that was what happened. And I believe that was when his ministry went on to a new level. So some of us, we go through challenges. We are quick to complain and, you know, we say this person made it like this, that person. Praise God. God is the person you have issue with. And the issue we have with him is actually a good issue. If you have a right heart. Out of that thing that looked like a bad thing. Something strong and, and potent came out of it. God said to him, my word in my mouth and in your mouth, we accomplish the same thing. Declare this word. These words are strong and they are powerful. What can happen, the only thing that can happen is when you declare it and it is not mixed up with faith in your heart. Amen. That is when it looks as if you are not achieving results. And the way to go about that is not to stop declaring it and say, mm, it's not achieving results. Let uh, Pastor Sheung be the one declaring it over me. Let uh, um, uh, Sister Debbie be the one declaring it. After all, they are my area pastor. You know, God will hear what they are saying. The way to go about that is not to stop declaring. It is to continue. Because as you continue, you will see a performance of the word. Amen. The word of God in your mouth is powerful. Because these angels are at, they are waiting. To act on those words. It says, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. They do the pleasure of God. They do the will of God. Verse 20 again. Can we take a look at verse 20? They act on God's word. They do God's word. He said, who excel in strength? Who do his word? If you are to declare the word of God, then you know you have to know the word of God. Amen. That is another place where we have problems. Am I lazy, too lazy to dig into the scriptures and look for the word of God? My, like I said, my, mo my mother-in-law used to say, the word of God says, the word of God says, what is the word of God saying about your situation? Do you know it? Do you know it? If you know it, one step is dig into the word. Do the work. Get out scriptures. As you come for services, you come for meetings, a word is released or you know, a scripture is released that you can see this is a promise of God. Write it down, underline it, note it, because you will use it. When we go in prayers, we just don't say anything to God. God is listening for his words. He's listening for his own promises to you. 
so that these angels can act on them and then you can have what the Lord wants you to have. This is not complaining to God. It is not, you know, saying your own words. Say the words of God. Do the labor. Get the word of God. Get into the word. Know what the word of God has said concerning your health. What has the word of the Lord said concerning provisions for you? Amen. What has the word of God said concerning finances for you? Concerning your work? Amen. Concerning your home? Concerning joy? Concerning peace? Do you know? Such that when the enemy comes and he wants to steal from you, you can declare the word of God. You can keep declaring that word. The word of God says, knock and keep knocking. Ask and keep asking. Keep declaring it. My daughter came to me this morning and was saying she had pains. You know, I want this. I prayed for her. She came back. I want, and then she was asking for something. I said, your faith must not be in this ointment. Your faith must lie in the word of God. You have to teach yourself. Let your faith lie in the word of God. Declare it. Declare it again. Declare it again. It will come to pass. Amen. These angels, as you declare the words of God, they go into action. They do the word of God. That is what they are here for. To accomplish the purpose of God. To do the will of God. Amen. So I would like to stop at that point and then we'll go on next week. But I want you to remember that these heavenly hosts, these angel armies of the Lord, they are available to fight on your behalf. They are available to bring resources to you. They are available to bring peace to you, to bring healing to you. They are for you. They are ministers sent to minister for you. They are messengers sent for you. Create a conducive atmosphere for them to operate in. Free of charge, I can tell you, and I can tell you this. If in a place where you have rancor, where you have bitterness, where you have um, what's it called, um, you know, fight and all of those things, you will find them walking at the, at, the, at the, you know, at the peak, the way they should walk in such a place. Amen. In a home where there is no peace, there is no, there, there is no love. There is fight and there is bitterness. There is offense. You won't find them there. Amen. Because that place is not conducive for God. Whatever you know, whatever place you know is not conducive for God, is not conducive for them. So where you are in disobedience, for instance, you know that it's not, you are not making it conducive. They won't leave you because they are sent to you. But you will just not be making the environment conducive for them to walk in. We know that apple does not grow in the city of Abuja, right? Because the region or the, it's not, it's not, it's supposed to be temperate, right? For them to grow, it's not, it's not conducive. So you can put it in the soil there, it won't grow. If you want angels to walk for you the way God has sent them to walk, without any entrance, without any limitation, you can't be going around with bitterness, with offense, you know, we're in living in disobedience. You won't have them. You have tied their hands. You have limited them. Amen. May we not limit the only one of Israel in the name of Jesus. They are sent to you. Whatever you don't release them to do, it's like you are not releasing God to do those things. Thank God for the mercy of God over our lives. Because for his, if not for his mercy, some of us will not enjoy some things. But the mercy of God just comes and overrules at times. Because if God is to look at, you know, are you, are you, are you lined up? We might, some of us might not enjoy anything at all. Amen. So I want you to keep this in your heart. That one of the reasons why I need to know the word, when we say study the Bible, know the word of God, is such that you can have, you have materials to make the atmosphere conducive for the angels of God to walk in your life. You need to declare the word of God. Say what God has said about you and you can release them to go into action on your behalf. Amen. Alright, so this morning we are coming to the table again. We are coming. It's a privilege that we have to come to the table. Take of the body of Christ and take of the blood of Jesus Christ. And these are emblems. These are symbols of his body and of his blood. Reminding ourselves of the things that he has done for us. It is because of the things he has done that these angels, we can say, are around us and ready to listen to the word of God that you are going to be declaring. So I want you to come.
I don't know what your expectations are for this month of um, October, but whatever thing that you want to add, I want you to know at the back of your mind that God is set to add everything to you this month of September. The Lord is set to bring abundance and bring increase to you. Amen. So I want you to come. If there are other things in your heart, very well, you know, bring it to the Lord. But come, partake of this emblem this morning, reminding yourself of the finished work on the cross of Calvary. Amen. As we take the, uh, the emblem of um, the body and the blood of Jesus. Amen. I want you to go ahead, take yours, and then speak to the Lord. What are you saying for this month of October? What are you trusting the Lord for for this month of October? The Lord has healing in stock for you. The Bible says, by his stripes we were made whole. By his stripes we were made whole. Nobody is permitted to be sick this month of October and even beyond. We know there is a stream of healing. I won't be surprised if the Lord keeps saying to us every Sunday that there is healing taking place. Because he has said that, you know, he has given us a grace for healing in this house. Just this morning again, I know that healing has taken place. And he wants to lay hold of that healing and say it is yours all through the month of October in Jesus' name. Healing is not limited to your physical body. Even healing in the mind in the name of Jesus. If you've not been able to focus or achieve a particular depth in your business, you know, maybe in your, on your job, you want to ask that the Lord will bring healing to your mind. Maybe there's been a block. There's been a block somewhere, mind block, in, 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 you know, in, in discovering things, in doing things. I want you to receive healing from God, even for your mind, in the name of Jesus. You are declaring that I'm prospering, even in my mind. I'm prospering in my soul. This month of October, the Lord said he wants to add to you as you seek the Lord. As you seek the Lord, this month is saying he wants to add to you. As you seek the kingdom of God, as you seek the righteousness of this kingdom, as you focus upon God, as you align yourself with your plan, the plans of God for your life, the Lord says, I want to add to you. I want to increase you. I want to push you to the next level. I want to bring promotion your way. I want to bring increase your way. I want your understanding of me to go on to the next level. I want you to pray into, that, pray into it this morning in Jesus' name, that as you take the bread and as you take the wine, you receive a, a breaking up from every limitation, every constraint in the name of Jesus. You receive grace and capacity to go after the Lord, to chase after the Lord. And as you do, everything is added to you in the name of Jesus. Everything is added to you. We are going to experience more divine interventions in our lives this month of October in the name of Jesus. We want to see more of God, more of God, more of the activities of these, of these ministers that he has sent to us. In the name of Jesus, we want more, more, more on all, rev on all levels, on all fronts. We are trusting the Lord for more in this month of October in the name of Jesus. Just go ahead and talk to the Lord. There might be particular needs that you have, you know, maybe for your job, your business, in your body, a particular project that you have been working upon. In the name of Jesus, just go ahead and talk to the Lord about all of those things. Remember that the Lord Jesus broke, his body was broken, his, his blood, he, he poured it out for you and I, so that there will be no limitations to us. If we have God, then we have everything. He delivered us from the power of sin. He brought us into the family of God. That which separated us from God was taken away. And if we have God, he says, how will he not with him give us all things? We have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside us, but the Lord also wants to add everything to you in the name of Jesus so that we, we can say that we have God and truly we have everything. There is no limit. There is no, there is no lack in our lives. This is a, a month of abundance. This is a month of surplus. This is a month of seeing God, of experiencing God, of hearing God. We want to have more harvest of songs in the name of Jesus, spontaneous songs, the songs of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, in our homes, 
during your worship sessions, as angels join you in, in those sessions of worship and, you know, where you are praising the Lord, appreciating the Lord, we are trusting that there will be more, more in all ways. We want our mouths to be filled with testimonies of the Lord's goodness, of the Lord's mercies in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. We declare that in the name of Jesus, the body, this bread that we have in our hands, representing the body of Jesus. We declare it is blessed in Jesus' name. Lord, we take this emblem now, remembering that the body that knew no sin was broken for us so that we could have life, so that we could be connected back to you, so that we can come into a place where sin has no dominion over us. And by this body, Lord, we passed on from death into life. We got translated into the kingdom of your dear son, Jesus Christ. Lord, as we partake of this, uh, this emblem this morning, we remember all that the Lord Jesus has done for us, all that he has accomplished. He has brought us into life and into abundant life. And so, Lord, we declare that abundant life is our portion, the whole of this month of October and beyond in the name of Jesus Lord, I pray for as many as might be here or that will listen to this message afterwards, as many as might be sick in their body, Lord, we declare that as we take this emblem right now, healing comes to us in the name of Jesus. Every sickness of the mind, we declare that healing comes in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for we prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and take the bread. Father, we thank you for the cup. The scriptures make us understand that this is the cup of blessing. Through this cup, we, become, we became blessed. We became connected to you. We came into your family. And your word says, whoever you are blessed can never be cursed again. We are blessed and we are beyond cursed in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that as soon as we take this cup this morning, O oh God, we take it unto life and not unto damnation in the name of Jesus. We declare, Lord, that we receive liberty to go after you this month of October in the name of Jesus. The same way, O oh God, that if fear will pant after the water brooks, Lord, we declare that you will be the hunger of our souls, of our hearts, all through this month of October. And we know that as we seek you, O oh God, you will satisfy every other thing. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask, for oh God, that there will be increase in hunger as we take this cup this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for healing in our bodies. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us into life. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Let's go ahead and take the cup. Father, in the name of Jesus, we appreciate you. Thank you for bringing us your word this morning, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for all that you are set to do in our lives. Thank you for all that you are set to do in the city of Abuja and in the nation of Nigeria in this month of October. We declare in the name of Jesus that you will reign as Lord over our lives, over our city, over our nation in the name of Jesus. We declare, O oh God, that your full pleasure will be done in our lives, O oh God even as you help us to learn to listen to you and learn to work with you all through this month in the name of Jesus. Lord, we declare that your light is shining upon the, our path in the name of Jesus. Nobody walks in darkness this month of October, Lord. We declare it's a season where light shines upon us, where your light shines upon even us in our homes, upon our ways in the name of Jesus. Your word says as many as are found in you, they, 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 find, they find light and they do not stumble. Father, we declare there is no stumbling to us in this month of October because your light is shining upon our paths as we seek you all through this month in the name of Jesus. And Lord, as you have promised us that you want to add everything to us, we receive, oh God, a performance, a full performance of that word in our lives this month of October in the name of Jesus. Thank you, awesome Redeemer. For we are prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen.
This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.